this morning's gospel message is a story about forgiveness. This is a, uh, a subject that has been put on my heart this week. And I think the Holy Spirit has something to say to all of us about this subject. The message comes from the 18th chapter of Matthew. I'll read from the message version. It says, At that point, Peter got up the nerve to ask, Master, how many times do I forgive a brother or sister who hurts me? Seven? Jesus replied, Seven? Hardly. Try 70 times seven. The kingdom of God is like a king who decided to square accounts with his servants. As he got underway, one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt of $100,000. He couldn't pay up, so the king ordered the man, along with his wife, his children, and goods, to be auctioned off at the slave market. The poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet and begged, Give me a chance and I'll pay it all back. Touched by his plea, the king let him off, erasing the debt. The servant was no sooner out of the room when he came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him $10. He seized him by the throat and demanded, Pay up now. The poor wretch threw himself down and begged, Give me a chance, and I'll pay it all back. But he wouldn't do it. He had him arrested and put in jail until the debt was paid. When the other servants saw this going on, they were outraged and brought a detailed report to the king. The king summoned the man and said, You evil servant, I forgave your entire debt when you begged me for mercy. Shouldn't you be compelled to be merciful to your fellow servant who asked for mercy? The king was furious and put the screws to the man until he paid back his entire debt. And that's exactly what my Father in heaven is going to do to each one of you who doesn't forgive unconditionally anyone who asks for mercy. This is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to you, Lord Christ. It occurs to me that one of the hardest lessons to learn, for most people anyway, is the Christ-like quality of forgiveness. Generally speaking, the one thing that holds us down the one thing that holds us back from stepping into the fullness of the mercy and grace of God is our own stubbornness when it comes to this issue of forgiveness. Why is that? Well, I think that for most of us that have this unforgiveness, in our hearts, we like to hang on to it 
kind of like you would hang on to a security blanket. Because it comforts us in our anger. It gives this emptiness that we have meaning. It focuses our attention on something other than dealing with the real issue at hand. And the real issue is the hardness of our hearts, the shell that we build around our hearts that keeps the unforgiveness in and prevents the love of Christ from penetrating. Do you, do you follow me on, on this? Jesus tells us here that hanging on to unforgiveness is poison to the soul of the one who holds the grudge. Jesus says that if we don't forgive, then we can expect the same treatment from our Father in heaven. Generally speaking, the barrier to forgiveness is our own unforgiveness, our own willingness to forgive or not to forgive. Hanging on to unforgiveness benefits absolutely no one. It's been said that holding a grudge is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. So why then are we so persistent in our unforgiveness when clinging to it is nothing short of self-destruction? It benefits no one. It certainly does nothing to the other person that we choose not to forgive. Sometimes they may not even be aware of it. And then the only one suffering is us. The Holy Spirit has been clear to me this week that the only remedy for unforgiveness, just as in all things that are rooted in sin, the only remedy is Christ. Last Sunday we talked about God calling us to love one another. Do you remember? God is by His very nature love he is who he is and he does what he does and that truth about him is immutable it's unchangeable and that's because he himself does not change he is the same yesterday today and tomorrow and so God is perfectly holy He's perfectly just, and he has no room in his nature for sin. And the good news is that he calls us to join him in righteousness. He calls us to join him in who he is and in what he is doing in the world. There is an invitation to all of us as Christians to join in with him in who he is, love, and what he's doing in the world. How does he do this? Well, he does it through his son. 
by what his son did on the cross at Calvary. And he does it by the power of the Holy Spirit that works in the world and when you become a believer, dwells in you and works from within. God is, after all is said and done, a good, good father. You've heard that song. It's a very appropriate description of who our father is. A good father gives us grace, gives us mercy, gives us forgiveness, even when we are broken and at our most unlovable. He loves us unconditionally and he wants a relationship with each of us, which is why he sent his son, Jesus. You all know the verse, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. And then in John 14, 6, Jesus tells us the way to achieve that righteousness that God wants us to join him in. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If there are two verses in God's word that you should carry with you internally, it's those two. It's all, it's, trust me, it's all good. But those two carry that gospel message and the reason why God is calling us to join him better than any others, I believe. It's just my opinion. When we accept God's call to join Him, then we receive forgiveness. And we receive the Holy Spirit at that moment into ourselves. And it's by that power of the Holy Spirit that we have dominion over our flesh. We have power over sin. We have power over death. So from the moment of accepting Jesus, we have the power to overcome our unforgiveness. And if our acceptance of Jesus is genuine, we also have, by the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, the desire and the ability to love. And that love casts out unforgiveness and drives it from our experience. Totally, completely. So what I'm saying here today is that if we have unforgiveness in our hearts, it's time to give it up. 
It's time to leave it at the foot of the cross. It's time to give it over to God and ask Jesus to fill that part of our hearts with His mercy and His grace lest we find ourselves accountable to Him for it after it's too late to let it go. The message in Matthew's Gospel this morning is that serious. It's that important. It's that immediate. It's that urgent. Hanging on to forgiveness is poison to your soul. Let me say that again. Hanging on to unforgiveness is poison to your soul. Don't go another day. Don't go to bed tonight with unforgiveness in your heart. Instead, heed the invitation that God is giving to you. Can you hear Him? He's saying, join me. Join me in righteousness. Get on board with what I am doing in the world. I am healing. I am redeeming. I am restoring. I am forgiving. And it's your call as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, to do those things. Join Him is what He's saying to you this morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.